I'm going to try the impossible. Yes, it is on. All right. Yeah, me and electronics are not the greatest of fans. So, wow. Hmm. <laughs> you know, you never want to take anything for granted. Wow. Hmm. Wow. You know, you don't have to ask Jesus to come and show up. Or Holy Spirit, right? We've got that because he is everywhere. They are everywhere. Oh, okay. But are there seasons, are there times where that presence is just so incredibly powerful? Let me say, it's not that more presence showed up, but it's more awareness of presence. Oh, like that. <laughs> wow. Wow. Now I've got some bad news. I'm here to inform you that the only fruit of the Spirit that I am aware of that the church of Jesus Christ has declared war on is joy. I could be up here weeping and sobbing and everybody be, oh, praise God, hallelujah. But man, you get some joy and all at once people are looking for a door to get out of, right? Yeah. You know why? Because the joy of the Lord is your what? Ah. You lose your joy, now you've got to tough it out. Now you gotta, you've got to try to do Holy Spirit's job. Oh. Oh. You know what that's going to lead to? And discouragement and depression and thinking, what's wrong with me? Oh. Wow. Wow. Well, it's not what's wrong with you. It's your stinking thinking. That's my Indiana slang coming out. Stinking thinking. Where you don't think like God thinks. Wow. Wow. He's better than we think he is. We all go, yes, I'll mark that box. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's more present than we think he is. Oh. Yeah, I probably do believe that's true, but I don't know what to do about it. Whoa. Just let's do this. Let's say, Holy Spirit. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. oh wow. Thank you that you don't make us do what you do, but you invite us to partner with you in what you do. Wow, just let that soak in. Just let that soak in. Yeah, he called you into his family, not enlisted you into his service. Now, as good sons and daughters, we may serve, but we have to understand our primary relationship is that of sons and daughters of the Most High God. Galatians, actually, in chapter 4 says, you know, you can be the heir of all things, and still live like a servant. Well, I think I just described the majority of the church of the world. That we may understand theologically we're sons and daughters. But we still think our acceptance and our worthiness comes from doing things. Mm, wow. 
Listen, Jesus and, and Father God, Holy Spirit, they've been doing a fine job way before you and, and, and myself ever, ever hit this planet, right? They've kind of got their job down pretty good. Well, let's just go ahead and, and soak in. Just soak in that awareness. Make a, 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 it's, an, it's an avenue for our awareness cycle. So, Lord, we just, we just allow you to overflow us with all that you want us to experience. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. And let's just say this. I give you permission to open up my awareness to your goodness. Wow. <laughs> And none of this is in the sermon, so I don't, I, I don't have the scripture to throw up. But in, I want you to look up this afternoon, Ephesians 3.18 and following. And it says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith. And you being rooted and grounded in that. Wow. In the love of God, you will begin to understand the, the fullness of Christ but it goes on to say, and you will live out the fullness of God. Wow, let that sink in. When people meet you, that they're going to say, now, okay, is that, is that Keith or is that Father God? Whoa, I'm telling you, it's in, it's in our Bible. And it says, you know how you get that? It's the only place that's mentioned that I'm aware of, that you will be filled up to the fullness of God. He says, do nothing more than this. Sit and focus on the love Christ has for you. What? I don't have to do something? I don't have to earn something? I don't have to, you know, get this. I may not even stop doing stupid stuff. You know, sin. I may actually, there may still be some of that. No, no, I'm not, not walking in any hidden sin, and please don't get me wrong. I'm saying my acceptance did not come from my performance. It came from who he is. And he invited me into something I didn't deserve. Whoa. This is way off script. But it's, it's, whoa. I want to read, I want to read a passage to you. Wow. Show. In my opinion. <laughs> Uh-oh. There we go. One of the most powerful gospel passages. Now, believe it or not, this is about street ministry and evangelism. If you've got a Bible, you can turn to 2 Corinthians 5. We're going to start in verse 18. I'm going to see if I can. Let's see. I'm going to go way to the end. There we go. That's a fun one. <laughs> to me, this is the most important, clearest gospel verse passages in the entire Bible, my opinion. It says this. Now, if you go back and read what they said before this, he's talking about. God is the one who has, has uh, uh, caused us 
to be worthy of what he's called, called us into. Really? Wow. He says, now all these amazing things are from God, who reconciled us to himself. Interesting term. That reconcile, that's an accounting term. It means he zeroed your debt out. Let's see what he did here. All these things are from God, who zeroed out my debt to himself. How did he do that? Through Christ. Then he did something really amazing. He gave me and you a ministry of zeroing out others' debt. Ha, ah, whoa. So when you show up in the park, and there might be tweakers or old geezers showing off their car, one thing you know, you know this for sure. God desires that person to be in connection with him. Absolutely, you can know that, anyone you meet, okay? So, he's, he's called us into a ministry of zeroing out others' debts. Well, what is that? Namely, get this. Okay, now I'm really going to rock you. Don't blame your pastor for this, okay? Just blame me. Okay. I had been taught in Bible college that on the cross, that the Father actually turned away from Jesus, and Jesus felt the aloneness. So he's going, my God, my God. What? No. Okay, get this. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. You know what you just did? Exactly what Jesus did on the cross. He, he, was so, he was about to breathe his last. There was no strength in him. He couldn't preach a sermon from the cross. So he began to read, a, a, he began to sing a song. <laughs> he began to sing a song that everybody knew. You know why? Because if you get to the middle of, the, of that psalm, um, hmm, Psalm 22, about the middle of the chapter, all at once it goes into victory and praise and worship. What Jesus was trying to say to those gathered at the foot of the cross, don't weep. This is the home run. This is, this is a joyful day. Rejoice and be glad in it. So it wasn't that he was feeling separation. He knew if he started singing the song, everybody would start singing. And all at once they would come across the verse and go, ah. We totally missed what was going on. This is the reconciliation of the world. Wow. So let's go back to our verse here. That God was where? On the far side of heaven, mad at Jesus. No. That God was where? Oh, in Christ, zeroing out the balance of the world to himself. How do you do that? Not counting their trespasses against them. Did he say he just ignored it? Ah, you go do what you want. No, he just wasn't counting it against them. How many of you, not just before you got saved, but till this very day, you're glad that the Father is not counting his trespasses against you? Now, now God will never endorse bad behavior. He will never endorse bad behavior, but he will never reject you because of it. Oh, not got quite the amen on that one. He loves you. That's not a switch he turns on and off. 
Do you, have you ever loved a child that was dis, you knew they were heading down the wrong path? Did you stop loving them? If you did, come see me afterwards. We'll cast that demon out of you. You don't stop loving people because of their poor behavior. You, you pull them closer. You draw them closer. Okay. We're getting through this gospel passage here. Okay. Now, he, uh, he's not counting their trespasses against them. He, and he is committed to you and me. Ah, the word of reconciliation to be brought back together again. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though, it's just like, this is what's happening, as though God were making an appeal through us. Wow, if you think if Jesus showed up in the park and he started making declarations, do you think something would happen to this city? Oh, well, he's ready, are you? Because he needs your feet, he needs your mouth, he needs your hands. Oh, because we have the ability to sense his presence, but not everybody out there does. They are so hard, hurt, hard, and broken. That's like, we need to repair that. Now listen, you never want to use the gifts of the Spirit without the fruit of the Spirit. Okay? And you never want to use the fruit of the Spirit without the gifts of the Spirit. Just think through that. They are not contradictory. They are two different parts that when they go together, it brings heaven to earth. Because it brings not only the compassion and heart of God, but the power of God. And the church of the world has tend to go to one side or the other. We want the power gifts. How many of you know the power gifts without the fruit is brutal? Please don't prophesy over me again. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 that's going to hurt. You know, don't sit there and tell me why I'm still not healed. Okay? No. So I don't, want, I don't want you to use the power gifts. But listen, if you just have compassion and you don't have an expression for that compassion, that's called the gifts of the Spirit, where your words change somebody's life, where your touch actually transfers anointing and power. Do you see that? So we need the, the fruit and the gifts working together. And then all at once we start looking like we belong to that family we've been adopted into. Wow. We, they actually, it puts, it puts a Jesus they can experience in real life. Because you showed up. Are you perfect? Nope. Do you love Jesus with all your heart? Absolutely. And as you learn that you have everything you need to bring heaven to earth. And you start walking in that, that ability. Let's, let's look at what happens here. So it's, therefore, it says, uh, we were ambassadors for Christ through God. And we are making an appeal through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled, zeroed out with God's, you know, with your debt. And he made him, now listen, he made him who knew no sin... How much sin did Jesus experience? None. He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf. You mean he could be something that he never did? You could, huh, be sin, although he never sinned. Well, let's, let's follow that on. So that we might, okay, so the purpose for him doing that was so that we might be the righteousness of God. 
do you have to do the righteousness of, of God to be righteous? No. Let that sink in. Please, let that sink in. You being the righteousness of not just Jesus, of God. Are you kidding me? You're the righteousness of God? Wow. Well, your husband or your wife told me otherwise. (laughs) But you don't have to do righteousness to be righteous. What? If you take that message out there, you will ignite hearts on fire that they will see, wow, that even works for me. Wow. It's not about me polishing up my act. It's not about me getting all the stuff done right. It's about me being right with the one who is all those things. Okay, now, <laughs> I'm going to go back and actually start the message. I'm not going to charge you extra. And I'll try to be polite with your time. <laughs> yes. Huh. Hmm, wow. You know, if you go back and you count up let's see yes all the all the times where Jesus was ministering out among the people some say 90% of all that Jesus did on earth as far as ministry 90% was done outside of the 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 temple and outside of synagogues let that sink in 90%. Let's say, okay, maybe 85%. You know, we'll, we'll, okay. But how much of churches actually do 1% outside, out in the streets? We're asking, and we've done a good job of asking people to come in. We've done a good job at that. But that's one side of the coin. The other is, we're supposed to go out. We're supposed to go out. So... <laughs> Let me just tell you a real-life testimony. I was up in Reading. I'd only been there a few months. I had been in ministry for like 30 years. I could pray. I could count on one hand and have fingers left over on that hand of the number of times I prayed for somebody and they instantaneously got healed. Anybody else been in that situation? I believed in it, but I wasn't seeing it. After I went to Reading, within 30 days, I had seen more people healed in my through my prayers, in 30 days than I'd seen in the previous 30 years. It was not a doctrinal shift. It was a mindset shift. I got around people who believed that when they prayed, something was going to happen, and something happened. It was a mindset shift. Okay? So, this is a real-life story. I, was, I had, to, I had a, a meeting. I was supposed to be meeting with one of the pastors. I went into Walmart went to get some cat food for a cat I didn't like. I inherited it from a neighbor who moved away, and I just wanted to feed it because I wanted to be compassionate, okay? So I'm in there looking for cat food, and this lady walks up next to me. She's probably, you know, 60-ish. And, and all at once, my hip begins to hurt like crazy. It's called a word of knowledge. I turned to her, and I said, is your hip hurting? She goes, oh, yeah, it always hurts. And I could tell her the number, you know, sometimes when I get that, I, I also get, you know, how it got there. But I knew what her pain level was. And I said, well, sometimes when I'm around people, I pick up their stuff, you know. 
I pick up their pain. I feel their pain. Is it okay if I pray for you? So, oh, yes, please do. Prayed about it. You know, if you're praying over 30 seconds, you're trying to convince somebody. You're no longer praying. Okay, you don't need to convince anybody. You just speak the word. Okay, so I just released healing into that, and she starts moving it around. The eyes get real big. She's going, oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. And so we hear on the other side of the, the shelf this little voice going, can you pray for me? <laughs> sure, come on over. So she came on over, had her little cart. And, and I said, okay, now, you just got healed, right, by the, by, the, by the love of Jesus, right? It's not because of who you are, who he is. Well, you just release that on her. So then she prayed for the next one. Uh, you know, awesome. And then somebody else comes in the other side. Oh, 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 could you pray for me also? So I took the one on the end down there, brought her up here, had her pray for that one. I don't even know she's saved. You know what? This is, I'm not going to go into great details on this, but 100%. If I told you a, a 100% guaranteed prayer uh, minute, uh, way, w- would you be interested in knowing it? That 100% of the time. Okay, now I've been, I've been doing this for years. First time that the Lord is trying to get me to do it, I argued with him because he told me there's this guy with bones and, and stuff all over his body and tattoos everywhere. And, and I got a word of knowledge for his wife who was dying of cancer. She was dying of cancer. They were coming to get some, some supplies because they were flying out uh, the next day. They were not giving her much hope, okay? So I'm praying for this lady, and the Lord stops me and says, have him pray for her. And I'm going, uh, Lord, you sound like this is your first time doing this. You know, it's like, okay, um, he's got bones and sticks sticking out all kinds of parts of his body. And I don't see a bit of it. His skin is not tattooed. He can't do this. He said, can you? And I'm going, okay. He said, and he got really stern with me. Sometimes he does it. He says, listen, I'm going to use you. Listen, can you heal that woman by yourself? Well, no, Lord, I can't do that. Okay, so if I ask you to do an extra step, what's that to you? Oh, so I said, okay, bone sticking out of everywhere, guy. Put your hand on her stomach, and I'm going to tell you what to say. And so I had him walk through a prayer that, that in the name of Jesus, she would be healed, that she will not die, she's going to live, this has got to go. And in Jesus' name, I command. So he's repeating all this. And then she's going, his wife's going, and she starts poking. Now listen, her pain was a 10 on morphine. She's standing there on morphine with a 10. She's pushing as hard as she can to try to make it hurt, and it didn't hurt. She's moving all around. And, and, and so I go to the hut, to uh, Sticks and Stones boy, and I says, Oh, dude, you're amazing. And he's going like, I said, wait, 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 wait. Whose name did you do that in? The light bulb came on. The light bulb came on. They gave their life to the Lord right as their friend, stick boy number two, was coming up behind me. And all I, I heard him mention God, but I don't think it was quite in the same vein, if you get what I mean. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he turned around and walked off like, oh, 
And, and so the guy starts apologizing. I said, no, 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 no problem, no problem. Um, I said, okay, just, and, and so I just walked them through an awareness of what just happened there, okay? So then now I've got two other teams of, of treasure hunters that are going through this, this uh, store, and I've got to go find mine. And the other, you know, I'm kind of the manager of, of several of these teams. And so um, I, I, I go check in on my teams. I'm walking through to find one of my last teams. And way down at the end, it was longer than this from here to the back. It was probably about almost 50% longer. I see that couple. And he's going, <laughs> like, no pain. She still is in no pain. It wasn't this little flimsy, flaky thing that, oh, the pain was gone just because she believed in that moment. No. He's going, so I hear behind me this bone boy number two just happened to be coming right behind me, and he sees his, bro- his friend down there going like this. And he goes, oh, and he starts talking about God again, not in the same vein again, and he turns around and he walks away. And this, this guy comes running to me, bone boy number, number one, whose wife was healed. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. He just doesn't understand. And, and he said, well, this is just blowing my mind too, all that this is, that's happened here. And he goes, he said, and he said, I, I just so apologize. Wait, 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 wait. He's not going to listen to me. But guess who he will listen to? Yeah. And you saw again, light bulb number two. This guy's starting to glow now. He's got a couple lights going off. And, and, and you know, there's some wisdom and revelation happening. And, and he said, that's it. I need to get alone with him and try and explain what happened. Whoa. That's a fun day in Winco or Walmart or, you know, that's just a fun day. Wow. And, and while I go to these same stores, not the same city, but I still go to Walmart. I still go to things like that. But I don't always, I'm not always on. Sometimes I just need to get cat food and get out of here. So you've been seeing this up here. As I was walking out from all the shopping carts in that one, one aisle, the Lord asked me a question. He said, Keith, do you understand what just happened in there? When the Lord asks you a question... The smartest answer I have learned is, I've got no clue whatsoever. Please tell me. (laughs) Right? Okay? And this verse came across my mind. For you always have the poor with you. And whenever you want to, you can do the same for them. Whenever you want to. What does that tell you about the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit's always looking for someone to play. Let's go play. That's what I consider. Let's go play. Yeah, yeah. I could tell you stories after stories. 2.30 in the morning, the Lord wakes me up, and he goes, let's go play, let's go play. It's like he's a kid. Oh, let's, go, let's go do this. So I walked out to the Sundial Bridge at 2.30 in the morning. How many of you know, that's really stupid. <laughs> that's not the smartest thing. Go into a park where there's not going to be hardly anybody around, and the ones that are there, you probably don't want to meet. And, and so I'm walking, and there's nobody there. Lord, I'm thinking, man, you woke me up at 2.30 in the morning. What's up with this? Nobody's here. And at the other end of the Sundial Bridge, underneath, I hear some voices. So I go over there, and I go, anybody down there need healing? And I hear a bunch of verbal expletives that I think meant no, but I'm not sure. <laughs> 
And all at once, somebody comes out from under the bridge. They look up and he goes, he does. And they brought this guy out. He was the star quarterback for the high school uh, that year. And they were expected to go state. And he got his arm broken like the first game. Whoa. So we just prayed. I'm staying up on top of the bridge at a nice safe distance in case this goes sideways. So I'm, I'm yelling down at him, okay, you put your hand on that, and you pray this. And I have them pray and, and release healing in Jesus' name. And all at once, the guy, with his cast on, he's moving it, and he's going, something's different. And before I could say, don't rip your cast off, he's ripping his cast off. I'm sure his parents were really pleased with that when he got home. But he rips his cast off, and there was nothing he couldn't do with that hand. And there was zero pain. Zero pain. Wow. Wow, wow. That happened because I know Holy Spirit likes to play. Okay? So whenever you wish, you can do good to them. Wow. That tells you the heart of the Holy Spirit. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. Holy Spirit, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's go play, let's go play. Let's go, let's go bring somebody into the kingdom of God. Let's go change their life. Let's go tell them who they are. They're not what they're living. They're not that lie. That's the result of everything that's going on around them. Yeah, wow. As often as you want. Need another verse? Well, I was saved in a, in a Baptist church, so I needed at least five verses for everything, okay? So, this is 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 and 4. This is good and acceptable in the sight of our God and Savior. And wait a minute. What he's getting ready to say, do you think, does that mean God's really excited about what's going to come next? Shake your head this way. Yeah, okay. Okay. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who wants... What's the next word? All. all people? Whoa. Now, do all people get saved? No. But what do I know about anybody I meet? God wants them saved. I can have that confidence. I don't have to beg God to come down and be nice. I, oh, God, come. If you would just come. If you would just... No. I have to be aware of His presence and confident in my connection. Hmm. Wow. And when that is true, huh, well, I know God wants them saved, whether they get saved or healed or not is not my business. But my job is to be there and to do all that I know to do to release life and light and healing in Jesus' name. He wants them saved, yes, and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So I'm going to give them a, a card of all the things now they need to, to believe and do. no. No, what that actually means is that they would uh, come to the knowledge. That word for knowledge is not rote learning. It's a different word. It's, it's actually, it means to know through experience. Whoa. God wants to spend the rest of the life walking with them. Wow, wow, wow. Huh, Jesus. And to come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay, so... If you abide in me and never sin again, no. If you abide in me, if you stay connected mentally to me, 
If you, if you stay aware of my presence, if you stay aware of who you are as a son or daughter, understand, you were not called to be a cocker spaniel of God. You were called to be a son or daughter. Now, I know some of you love your cocker spaniels. I, I get that, okay? But it's different than your kid, hopefully. They look different, they act different, they have different abilities. So please, you know, understand, if it's not like, let me put it this way. If you stay aware of me in you and you in me and my words, the way I think, the things I love are present in you, ask whatever you wish, whoa, and you will make it happen. No, it will be done for you. Why? Who's doing it? Holy Spirit. But Holy Spirit needs a partner. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. It will be done for you. My, my Father is glorified by this. Oh, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory. You know, we got the first part of that verse down. For all have sinned. I should, all have sinned, every one of you. But that verse doesn't, there's not a period there. It says, and fall short of the glory. What happened in the garden created a sin problem that we see from God's perspective has been zeroed out. Well, guess what? The last part of that, and fall short of the glory. We were designed, you and I, humans, were designed to carry the glory of God into every situation. Wow. Have you ever heard of the charismatic gifts? You know where that word, <laughs> okay. The world uses that far more than a lot of us. Oh, that person has charisma. Well, why did they use that word? Because the world is aware when some people walk into the room, the atmosphere of the room shifts. It might be Warren Beatty. You walked into the room and, every, you know, that's showing my age there, that song. Never mind. Bad illustration. <laughs> Charismatic people, just by what they carry, the confidence, it shifts the room. We were supposed, you, every one of us, were designed, are designed to be a glory carrier. Yes, we fell short through the sin. And we also lost the ability to carry the glory. But guess what? All that changed when I said, uh-huh, to Jesus. You want to get saved, boy? Uh-huh. Boom. Boom. Uh-huh. <laughs> Might well did. <laughs> Uh, wow, my slang is coming out. <laughs> wow, wow. Jesus, by this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and prove out, prove to the world, show the world His reality in us. Wow. Prove out who, who the Father is. Wow. So, as a result of that, we have this verse. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Okay, what's the first part of that? Go. <laughs> not prepare to go 
not to figure out all the platforms. Let's put it in, huh, hmm, wow, go, all right. And this, this plan for us, you and me, to reach people for the glory of God and to introduce them into a new family, how long is that going to go on? Huh. I will, and I am with you always. Does always include now? Okay, just checking. Even to the end of the age, so we haven't seen Jesus come back on earth yet. He is through the power of the Spirit and through his, his church. Now, the first part of that is to go, not prepare to go. However, he's saying this to people who have walked with him for three years. So sometimes getting some new training is a good idea. If you see somebody walking in something you want, you say, how do you do what you're doing? Where did that come from? Show me how to do that. And they can teach you, and sometimes they'll just impart to you. They're both fun, and they both work. Okay? So, <laughs> as you go, say this. Okay, wait a minute. Stop, stop. Okay, look at me. I want everybody not to get out of your seat, but to just reach over and touch something that's within your reach. Just, yeah, reach anything you want. Okay. That didn't hurt, did it? Nobody, nobody split a spine or something? Or, okay, all right. Okay. Okay, so let's look at this. As you go, wow. Huh. Tell them the kingdom of heaven is just this close. It's right here, right now. Oh, it's right here, it's right now. Now get this, it's always right here, right now, because we already saw God always wants all people to come to salvation and to the knowledge of the truth. It's always right now. Wow. Your confidence level, your awareness of this is going to change the world. It will change you. And it will change your community. When you walk around, yep, I'm here. Not through arrogance, but through charisma. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that is on you and in you and all around you. There's no place you can go where the Holy Spirit is not. So what do you get to do? Heal the sick, not pray for the sick. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Wow. Okay. Cleanse the lepers and cast out demons. And I'm telling you what, that is a fun day. That is a fun, fun day. Yeah, when those things start coming out and coming off and all that good stuff, it's just, it's just downright fun. Wow. So, the big question is, do we have to schedule an event and we all go out like we did yesterday? Um, yes. Oh, wait a minute. Well, what about if I just go by myself? Yes. See where I'm going? I don't care how you want to do it. The answer is always yes. But the, the, the thing is to go. So, yeah, go. Yes. When? Well, I'm going in. You want to go? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. I know Bill Johnson used to get uh, calls from people. They wanted to know uh, when they could come for that mall, mall ministry training. And he goes, mall ministry? He's going through all the ministries that they had. He's going, we don't have a mall. Oh, 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 oh. People just like to shop. 
You, you're talking about people just like to shop and, and because they believe Holy Spirit is going to play, people get healed. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Okay, let's see how we're doing. All right. Mm. Value your partnerships. Wow. And stay a half step behind who? Holy Spirit. If you don't learn anything else, all, all that is done in the realm of signs, wonders, and miracles, it really is staying a half step behind Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's pretty smart, been around for a while, doesn't need us to coach. Uh, we, we don't need... Listen, listen to how you pray. If you're trying to give God information, tell Him the timeline you want it done by. Slap yourself, okay? You, you are not going to educate God on how to do this stuff, okay? So, so don't put the time limits on it. Just listen. Stay a half step behind Holy Spirit. Some of the most amazing things we have learned on little things that we do that make ministry easier, it came when something happened that we didn't understand. And we just go, huh. I wonder what that was. And then all at once, God begins to give you more wisdom and revelation. Be careful not to make a, a law out of it, whatever he shows you. Because it's not about the formula. It's about connectedness. So if you, if you find yourself in prayer advising God on time limits, uh, advising him on what he needs to do, oh, man. Mm, 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 mm. You're not praying, you're complaining. And, and you need to find out what lie you're believing that would make you address God as you're the teacher instead of the student. Oh, that one's for free. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Hmm. Stay a half step behind the Holy Spirit. <laughs> now understand this. We do what we call out-of-the-box evangelism. It's fun. And it's just, we go, let's see if this works. We show up. Guess who's already there waiting on us to show up? Holy Spirit. And whatever you give him, he'll use. He'll use it. Okay? The mission and the methods. The mission never changes. The mission never changes. It is about the price Jesus paid for you. At the partnership of God, the Father going, yes, yes. The mission is to introduce people to the love of God. Not, not let them see what a mess they are. They know that. And if you get them in an encounter, in a revelation moment with God, all that stuff is happening behind the scenes. It just happens. Huh. The mission never changes. The methods should constantly change. Hmm. We had somebody ask us one time, um, well, where's tattoo reading in the Bible? <laughs> I said, that's a great question. Where's passing out tracts in the Bible? There's a difference between unbiblical, meaning it's just not addressed, and anti-biblical. Those are different. 
okay? Just because it's not there, you're creative. You were designed by a creator to be creative, okay? I'm from Indiana, if you hadn't noticed, okay? You guys like to fish around here? Guys and gals like to fish around here? Okay, but do you do that in a big river? Okay, is that pretty much where you fish is, is in that one river? Do you do pond fishing and, and all that? Okay, okay. When you go from the big river to a small farm pond, you might be trying to catch different fish. Would you agree with that? Probably don't have too many salmon in that farm pond. Okay. Water color and temperature might be a little different, right? So you want to use the right bait for what you're going after. Welcome to out-of-the-box evangelism. What are you going for? What do they look like? What do they value? Go looking for that. Go, go in a way that you're going to get their attention. Wow. Huh. Does that make sense? So, so just don't put God in a box. <laughs> now, that doesn't mean birds of the feather have to flock together. That doesn't mean, you know, like little old ladies or little old men, such as myself. It doesn't mean that we can't walk into a gang member conversation and just radically see those people get born again just because we're too old. I've seen little old ladies walk up to people that I didn't have the guts to walk up to. Oh, honey, just do you know the love of God? Can I, can I put my hand on your shoulder and begin to, oh, once they start feeling the Holy Spirit. Wow, wow. So birds of a, sometimes it's good to go after your own kind. That's good. But don't limit God. Just have big ears to hear. What are you doing today, God? Oh, we're going to go to the Sundial Bridge at 2.30 in the morning and get a guy set free so he can rip his cast off and then go home and his parents will be looking for you to sue you. <laughs> wow, that sounds, no, he doesn't tell you all that. You kind of learn the, the details as you go. Because if he told you everything up front, you go, nah, nah I'm out of this. I'm, I'm sitting this one out. <laughs> Just, okay. <laughs> okay. Now listen. Your gifts and your ministries, I understand, may cause you to be more focused inside the building. I get that. And that's the way it is supposed to be. But who is supposed to go? All are to go. That should be the habit of all of us. Okay? So uh, your gifts will, will determine a lot of the, the outflow. But understand this. Everywhere you see massive revival of cities, it's always preceded by signs, wonders, and miracles. Always in Scripture. Look. Look it up. Old Testament, New Testament. Philip, because of uh, the church in Judea is being uh, persecuted, everybody's going out. But it says very specifically, but they were speaking to no one but Jews only. And then Philip, down in Samaria, goes, Nah. I think there's more to it than this. And the city of Samaria, it says, they heard, they listened with great joy at what he said because they saw the signs and wonders that he was doing. The signs and wonders get the attention. Wow, let that sink in. Let that sink in. 
miracles using the prophetic outside the house of God, outside in, in the real world. Using the prophetic, using healing, using those things. Create the opposite. Miracles, absolute miracles. That gets the attention of the world. Now they're listening. Um, Demon boy, also known as, in the Bible as legion. Okay? Um, Jesus casts all these demons out, enters the swine, go down and get drowned. Somebody's livelihood just changed there. Where thousands of pigs, which were not supposed to be being raised by these folks. All at once their business, their livelihood is done. They were not too ex- pleased with that. And they thoroughly encouraged Jesus to leave immediately. Demon boy is trying to climb into the boat with him. He goes, what are you doing here, demon boy? You need to go back to your neighbors, your family, and friends and tell them the good things God's done for you. Let me ask you this. Where did he get his college education, his Bible college education at that time? No. What did he do? Tell them what God has done for you. Jesus and his boys come back through there about six months later. Guess what? The town that ordered him to leave is now begging him to stay. Who did that? Demon boy. Everybody knew who he was. And then they're looking at him and they're going, wow, something happened. Who is this Jesus? And how, how can I get that in, in, in me? Mm, there's many more illustrations. I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but here's. <laughs> you don't. It's a, do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness? Hmm. Wow. And his tolerance, his patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads to what? Oh, repentance doesn't lead to the kindness of God? I believed what I just said the second way for years. That repentance led to the kindness of God. Boy, was I missing it. Hmm. The kindness of God. That word kindness, see that first part, kin? Does that sound like kinfolk? He treats us like family before we ever are. Joe, he treats us like family. Huh. So I'll wrap it up with this one. This is what Paul said as he was recounting his ministry to some key disciples. He's, he's putting in a nutshell what his ministry life is. His life was coming near to an end. By this time, he's already arrested. And he's in Rome. Paul said, I will not presume to speak of anything except this, what Christ has accomplished through me, resulting in the obedience of the Gentiles, calling them into relationship. How, what happened? What caused the Gentiles to all at once shift and become obedient to the gospel? He says, it's because of by word and deed. What do you mean? In power of signs and wonders, in the power of the Spirit. That is what is going to get your neighbor's attention. When they're needing prayer. Now listen, 
that means you're going to have to begin to believe the gospel yourself. That you have been called into this family and God has given you the ministry of reconciliation. Wow. So we can know that God's heart, we don't have to convince him of anything. We just have to partner with him. Provide him feet, hands, mouths, ears, all the above. And watch what God does. <laughs> In signs, wonders, miracles. In the power of the Spirit. Come on up, sweetie. Yay, yay, yay. Let's Yeah. Well, we're here to light a fire under you. I'm the activator. Uh, just wondering, um, can I just have five more minutes of your time? Anybody? Yeah. Five, 10, 15, 20. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right. So what I'm looking at today is a room full of priests. Just turn to your neighbor. You're a priest. Every spirit-filled believer is a priest. Because 1 Peter 2.9 says that we are chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own possession, so that we may proclaim the excellencies of who has called us out of darkness into the light. Anybody else got called out of darkness? <laughs> yeah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. So, what are we a priest of? What's our sphere of influence? What's our metron? I want to just take a moment to look at that uh, today. Is it our home? Is it that group we go to? Is it our place of employment? I'm seeing yes, yes, and yes. Is it our city, our government, the world? What's our metron? Well, 2 Corinthians 10 talks about this measure of our rule or our metron. And um, it's a place where... Average goes to extraordinary. So we can find our metron by looking at, like, what do we enjoy and what do we excel at? Oh, I think that uh, Pastor Doug and Sandy have done a beautiful job at raising a prophetic community because they know the key to a healthy community is diversity. Like, we're all different. <laughs> Well, we all have different gifts, and how many of you know that there's an assignment on your gift? Think about your gift. We're going to look at what's the assignment on that. I can't design like Kelly or draw like Amy, or I certainly can't dance like Alicia, but I can do what I do, okay? And so um, I want to read just a, a brief passage from Spirit Wars by Chris Vallotton. He says, when we remain inside our own metron, we have the faith for our calling that manifests as confidence yeah. <laughs> in our God-given ability to fulfill our mission. So whether we're cleaning toilets or leading a country, we should never lose sight of the fact that whenever we're doing something for God, we, can, we are doing a great work, and that makes our life worth living. That sense of significance is a powerful weapon of warfare against the hordes of hell. Significance is an invisible force field that protects our confidence in God 
and it's a shield of faith for our souls. And I believe if there's any time that we need a shield of faith for our souls, we're in it. <laughs> Amen? So I've got, I know this lady, she, every morning she'll write a little card. She'll uh, draw a picture or put a word of encouragement, put it in her purse. And every day the Lord highlights someone for her to give it to. That's, that's her thing. I have a friend who sits and draws in the morning, in just random images, random, that the Lord gives her. And it leads her to people he wants to heal takes all the guesswork out of it. Amazing. Uh, one couple, they just go to the park. They like to go to park on Saturday afternoon. They put up a sign. Free prayer. They don't chase anybody down. They get a lot of takers. Free prayer. We have a hairstylist, a student, who, who prays for people while she's uh, working while they're in the chair and Sometimes they take off their brace or they leave without the wheelchair they went in. So, you know, let's, let's look at everybody's, you know, doing it differently. So just briefly, just, let's just close our eyes for a minute and imagine that we're doing what we love. Yeah, what we're good at, what we were born to do. That thing that brings us into peace, that thing that gives us joy. And let's ask Holy Spirit, how can I use this to demonstrate Papa God's heart? Yeah. And what's one risk that we can take today to be fully ourselves in the world and demonstrate his love? And then we go out and we do that because the world is watching and the world is waiting. So I encourage you not to leave the house without your keys. You carry the keys to the kingdom. You have the solution for anyone who you meet, whether it's healing or encouragement or just a smile. So, yeah, you are an open heaven and you're a priest, okay? So I'm going to end with this declaration from Dwight Moody, so if you will. Say, I am only one, but I am one. I cannot do everything, but I can do something. And that which I can do, by the grace of God, I will do. Thank you. Should I just go? Oh, there we go. All right. I'm going to ask you, think through this. Are you willing to pray one of the most maybe scary prayers? Something that's totally out of your control? I promise you. Now, I, I will say it so you will determine if you want to say it or not. Don't lie to God. He knows already if you're going to, you know, what you're going to say and do. He's, he's, he's a killjoy that way. You know, do all, oh, hey, hey, guess what? Guess what? Oh, and never mind. I forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> okay. This is, this is, it will change your life. It will change your life. Uh, I hope you will think it's for the better. 
if you want to play with God throughout your normal day, just say, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to heighten my awareness of your presence. And I give you permission to interrupt my day to play. Mm -hmm. When it's inconvenient and convenient. Holy Spirit, can I trust you? Papa God, I want to do you proud, not to earn your favor, but because I enjoy your presence. You're amazing. Wow. No one on earth would have ever thought these things up. I look forward to learning new aspects of who you are. Wow. 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 Paul said also in Ephesians, I, this is the reason I pray for every family on earth who has derived their name from God. Wow. Yeah, that they would become aware of the invitation that they have to be a a son and daughter of the Most High God on earth as it is in heaven. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Doug. My, oh, my, you feel like you had a full meal deal? I feel like I'm at a smorgasbord just going down. Oh, I'm very full. Thank you so much, you guys. Oh, my goodness. I would very quickly like, uh, Keith, Susan, would you come up here? We want to lay hands on you and send you down the road and in a good way and, and, uh, so could I have the elders and uh, the Sunday night leaders, you know who you are, come on up. Come on up. We're just going to quickly pray over you guys. And... Wow. <clears throat> you know, as you were speaking today, Keith, I, I, I really felt that, you know, as people are on their journey of faith, sometimes you encounter roadblocks. And, and being the trail breaker that I am, I love to ride dirt bikes, and I come to a tree across the road. To me, it's just a ramp. Other, <laughs> others will stop and go, let's get the saws out. Let's figure this out. And to me, it's just, it's just traction. And I love just, my son will stand there and look at me and go, what did you just do? But that's just me. Yeah, 
Yeah. But what I see today is a lot of people, it's, it, they come to this thing, crossroad, and it's anxiety. This thing in you starts to rise up, and you get, oh, I cannot do this. And as you were sharing today, I just saw that being kicked out of the way, being broke down in a lot of people's lives. So I just want to say, if that's you, if you struggled, struggled past tense with anxiety, uh, I'd like you to stand. I'd like you to stand if you would. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Wow. So I want to invite you into this prayer. So just point your hands forward, you guys. Wow. Father, I just thank you for this amazing team that you brought to us today, this dynamic duo. And Father, I know that right now they're on a journey. They're just uh, in this season of of just uh, relaxing and trusting you. And Father, I just know that the greatest moments that they'll ever know are just simply ahead of them. As they're faithful to put one foot in front of the other, as they have been, they're about to walk into something that you've called them to that will absolutely blow their minds, God. Wow. Because you have prepared this place for them. Thank you, God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We say yes and amen to your plans. We thank you for the way they go ahead and they kick the things out of the paths in front of people that give them the people the ability to walk right on through on their journey of faith. And we say yes to more of that. I thank you for the clarity that you bring to their minds and their hearts and the words that they share, so crystal clear. And I pray that that would continue to increase. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Yeah. And we all said... Amen.